hello dire listeners, it's Lukey here. There is no regular forecast intro this week because we underestimated how long this run would be and only recorded one. And then I had to split it into two episodes, so here we are. But I am just dropping in to welcome you to the show and reel off a few quick announcements. First up, as you have probably deduced, this will be the last episode of our second season, which means we are going to take a break from releasing episodes for about a month and a half, so we should be back around mid-May. We're already recording season three, and we're really excited to bring you the stories we've been creating, so do not even think about forgetting about us. And in the meantime, if you're feeling starved for gay and quirky TTRPG podcasts, you should hop over to our friends at Gaze of the Round and catch up on their spooky and fun That Dark Academia story. While we are on a break, though, we are going to be sending out a Diacast listener survey, which we really hope you'll all take a moment to fill in. We started this podcast to have fun, and we always want to keep that at the front of our minds, but we also want to make sure our listeners are having fun with us. So we're going to be making a short survey to get a better idea of the kinds of things you want to hear more of, what you wish we'd stop doing, and what you really love. We'll do an announcement when we publish, so please give us a few minutes of your time to help us make a better podcast for you. And of course, whether or not you want to take the survey, you can always let us know your thoughts and opinions on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at our email address, or through our website. We are always open to game suggestions, fan art, questions, and even complaints. Anyhow, I have kept you from the rest of the cast for long enough, so without further ado, let's get to it. Next game. Next game. <laughs> which is uh, which what? is Once Upon a Birthday. Oh, oh good um, lord! This was hilarious. What an edit. What an edit. What? So, what oh. an, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. This 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 is my fault. <laughs> yeah, H. You're um, responsible for whatever this was. I've had a very like busy It was so term. good. <laughs> so as as you may have noticed, I've not been in several games and I, I vaguely remember GMing this loosely. Not entirely sure how much caffeine I'd imbibed. And then I vaguely remember editing this. I'm not sure how many YouTube music clips I used. Yeah, this was a trip. I, I made up a lot of it, like, in the day preceding the evening recording, with some help from the other housemate who isn't Helen. Um, I was not allowed. Yeah, you were frequently excluded from the room. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that happened, didn't it? Yeah. Yep, it did. <laughs> so, here is a question I have about this. Um, were we meant to spend most of the session focusing on the sexy fairy lady, or was that just mm. us being us? I'm going to go in on no. <laughs> I, I don't think the idea that I turn around and say, I'll marry you, and then we all fight for a hand was part of the original plan. <laughs> no, um, polyamory wars wasn't the plan. Um, I, there wasn't a strong plan. You just had to somehow find either a way to defeat her or distract her, which you did, or remove Francesca from the sea. I don't know. You could have gone many ways and I so was prepared to, to be unprepared, her. basically. So, yeah. It worked out, I guess. She said I had to be married and we were like, well, we're all horny and free. I actually thought you <laughs> I said I yeah. was horny and free and then all of you butted in. I was a happily married wizard. Thank <laughs> you very much. She tried to set her up with a suit of armour. <laughs> yeah, just because I didn't want to lose. Like, I thought you actually might run around. I didn't want to spend the game guess, kicking but... back. Nope. <laughs> I gave her a lap dance as a shapeshifter. You did. I was very you proud did. of that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You all tried very hard. I'm still still annoyed you kept saying you look like Helen of Troy, but refused to say what <laughs> Helen of Troy looked like. I'm sure I said like Gal Gadot at one stage. Oh, that didn't make it to the final edit. I see it. Well, what did Helen of Troy look like? The age-old see? question. See, Ray that's the question. I mean, she launched a thousand ships with her yeah. face. Yeah. So... so she's got a real big face. Yeah. <laughs> Resilient. <laughs> Resilient. <laughs> um, yeah, she probably looks pretty long-suffering. <laughs> <laughs> she's Warm. got a lot of She didn't have a happy going. life. I mean, I feel like I was either was going for... I mean, when I imagine Hell of Troy, I imagine Gal Gadot. So I either thought I said that, or I vaguely remember wanting to say something about 
whatever your personal definition of beauty looks like for I you. I think but you I... said that one. I think you did. I don't remember if I kept it in the edit. It might have been too long. See, or... that, that is a cop-out. Yeah, yeah. But that, that was perfectly <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's not shape-shifting. Now, you can say you're as beautiful as Helen of Troy. Mm. That's fine. That doesn't require a description. You look like Helen of Troy suggests, one, that you know what Helen of Troy looks like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe Granny what her name did. Maybe, yeah. Know. Like, Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we don't know what Helen Troy looked like, but as someone called Helen. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, just because I saw Troy when I was younger, like now. What's her face? Who plays Helen of Troy? It's always Diane Kruger. Yeah, it's always yeah, her. I'm saying, and like she is a Diane very Kruger. beautiful woman, and she looked very beautiful in that film. But <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> okay, everyone, stop imagining her. <laughs> things to do. Okay, that wistful, ima- yeah, she. Yeah, I'm still she imagining is. a resilient <laughs> face that could launch a ship, and I'm uh, just well, gonna. I'm... <laughs> well, yeah, because in that sense, she's a hammerhead shark. Mm. Now, <laughs> or a bottle of champagne. I defy like you to find a riddle of ship right there. That can launch like... a thousand ships. <laughs> That's true. Very I specifically only meant to launch one. Okay, shark so therefore she is a, a champagne warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many ships do you think the Queen has launched? How, um, how close no. is she? So to another thing I liked about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Please, Matt, save us. <laughs> oh, no, like, I, was, I think, like, super, super simple. I think the game was not putting up any illusions. It was like, this is something, like, scribbled on the back of a doily yeah. sort of game. And it was, and it had no, like, uh, protestations of anything different, which I kind of admired. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought it was just simple being like, let's spin these characters and let's just go. It was like, it, kind of like a simplified version of the ghost game. It was like... Here's some very, very simple setup with like the loosest of Shrek style tones. Yes. Yeah. Have fun, yes. go mad. And I kind of liked that. Just spin the wheel and I go. I mean, yeah. full disclosure, I will say that I did slightly tweak it because there was a couple of bits where it was like, okay, so uh, there's six options. Can you roll a D8? And I was like, someone hasn't proofread this, <laughs> which is fine <laughs> because that's oh, the move. I think we worked out that it was almost impossible to get a um, full success. Yeah. Because of the dice you rolled. Yeah, you basically you're not going to get, get the it. the number you need. Yeah. There was something like that. I don't remember mm. the details because I haven't got it open. And there's something at the beginning where I like merged some categories because I think you originally meant to roll and like be a fairy godmother with a magic wand with a particular skill set. And yeah, I was like, you that's had us too rolling boring. once for each column. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, like let's be a gnome yeah, with a magic exactly. wand I was a like, fairy yeah. godmother with a cauldron yeah I thought that was more interesting um, yeah so we did end up with a pixie yeah. and pixie dust but like yeah but that was by chance exactly. not by necessity exactly. so, yeah. but I mean it's just how and yeah they're just basically springboards exactly like you said it was very much very, had very a quick creation feel and it worked as a quick game to play so it yeah. did it was good fun yeah. good fun would recommend I must say I ended up enjoying myself despite <gasps> Like I, I was quite bad. We forced him to enjoy himself, guys. Huzzah! I know. <laughs> like I, I can remember. I looked at like the premise for the game and just went, oh. Honestly, but kind of up, same. Yeah, but ended yeah. up really quite enjoying myself. Very much despite myself in general, not liking happy stuff, and in particular no. on this day, not being in a very good mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Noah, honestly, same, because I was like, right, I need something really quick that doesn't take too long, characters can be rolled at the time, blah, 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 blah. I it think needs to I, be simple. I picked out three quick and easy games and was like, take one of these. Yeah, and I was like, you know what, I can run with this one fastest, but it's not my vibe either, usually, but it worked. Because again, you guys really suit it. It's like me and Jacob with the two who vie over who can run Vampire the Masquerade, give me the Grimdark. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somehow we coped with this and it was good fun, so yeah. Aww. And Jeffro. I can't remember if I said this at the time or if I said this on a different call I don't think it's in the recording but it was like I did Jethro and like, as always I kind of like I normally feel out what voice I want to do and I kind of work it out as I go and then like I only realised later that I've been watching Horrible Histories like the hour beforehand <gasps> oh so it's just like stupid death. deaths it's just Simon Fun to be stupid death. <laughs> it's literally just me oh doing God, that it is. I didn't realise really realize yeah. I didn't realise until you said neither that. did I but that's that's the voice. <laughs> I don't know if I said this on, on recording, but 
whenever I think of Jeffro, I just have an image of of Merlin from the Disney Sword in the Stone movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's like that with more green affectations on his. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Someone definitely yeah. said that in the recording, and like with the Hawaiian shirt and stuff. It's like, yep. Yeah, it's yeah. like that with a. It's like him crossed with like Jimmy Buffett, maybe. Like, yeah. I I will yeah. say that I was listening to this and I didn't quite finish it, so I decided I would finish the rest of it in bed because sometimes you know you listen to it and it's you know entertaining and then you fall off asleep this woke me up because i was laughing too much <laughs> yeah it, the listen is very this good. is very like I, I don't know like i have one to be like oh that's funny this i literally i was tired i went to bed and then i wasn't tired anymore <laughs> sorry <laughs> it Not was bad. very rude of all of you <laughs> well, once upon a birthday like red bull to the veins <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, in summary, I think it was a simple like springboard. And I think that's something that we often excel at. Like, this isn't a particularly yeah. good review of the game, but nah, I just I thought we had fun. We did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're looking for a quick you're and easy the game. hard criticism, you've come to the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, if you if you want information, what are you doing? Yeah, if you're looking for a serious <laughs> game, journalism. you've also gone to the wrong game. Like, it's yeah, yeah, very just thinly veiled us nostalgiaing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, our friends gazing around will have you. Yeah, <laughs> they do a bit more seriousness. Good God, really. I'm sorry. Have you? (laughs) They had an episode recently that was 20 minutes of them talking about how they did like group, uh, how their characters did group Halloween costumes over the years at uni, which was just amazing. Do you you know how low the bar is, Lukey? Monster of the Week, Jacob. Yeah. Tell, tell us about the the Ordo Iska. Ordo Siska, yes. This was I've been wanting to I'm wanting to run this game for a very long time. And yes, it was absolutely fantastic to get to do this. And I got to mm. drop in a bunch of nerdy Devonshire history slash <laughs> Arthur references slash Christian mythology and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And nicely done as well. <laughs> like very, very yeah. nicely done and put together. I I was so excited to play this. I've been wanting to play Monster of the Week for ages. I would love to play a Monster of the Week campaign. I won't mm. lie. It's it was very fun. It's like because it's it's like a full game. Like D and D is a full game. It's you know not as much as that. Um, but it's so easy. Yeah, it's so mm. simple. Yeah, yeah. It is actually. I mean, it's... It's my one cri- my one criticism of the system and the way that the sorry no two criticisms the two okay I have two criticisms for the rulebook from a game running perspective one is that there's an apocryphal like meme or story that goes about which is uh, it's one of these four three panel comics which is okay today I'm going to teach you how to draw an owl and the first step is that you draw two ovals one for the head one for the body and then the next step is you draw the rest of the fucking owl yeah, that one. Yeah, and I've seen I, that I, with a sheep. Yes, I've seen that many yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, the point being that you can't always break down the artistic process. You kind of just have to feel it out at some stage. Mm. Yeah, that's what a lot of the GM advice or bits of the GM advice within Monster of the Week can come down to. It's just run the fucking game. Is <laughs> is what a lot of its GM advice boils down to. Which, when you're trying to get to grips with the system, isn't desperately helpful. And it can leave it feeling a bit intimidating. The other one is that they don't have, there's no bestiary or anything like that, which means that there's not much of an example or a template to work from in how to like stack monsters or what's mm. a reasonable power level yeah. or anything like that. Oh, really? Is there you not? Just have wow. to there's it out. not a single, like, huh. there is one monster described <gasps> in the entire oh. 300 page book. And it's the GM. No, it's, it's man! <laughs> <laughs> It's a uh, like uh, it's an incidental monster that's used for a template adventure. <laughs> mm. Oh, I mean, I'm sure like there will be loads of resources mm. on yeah, forums yeah, yeah. online, but it would yeah, be yeah. helpful if there was like at yeah. least a guide to statting for different like level characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, it seems like a bit of a marketing problem if it's like this monster of the week, but we're going to not give you any monsters. monsters. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You have to think of the monsters yourself in a three hundred page book. Well, There's a lot to cover. Was there not space? No. I'm, I'm going to be honest. It didn't feel like a 300 book... Uh, sorry, a 300 page... Get, no, 300. It didn't feel like a 300 book game, i could be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a library. It didn't feel like a 300 page... Which I don't 
because it, it, it felt it was quite fluid. Yeah. yeah, that's a deliberate choice, and also that's what you get from having a professional dungeon master stealth pitch <laughs> running Ta-da! the game for you. Yeah. <laughs> the... He's good, you know. Thank you. Um, he is. Where can we find you, Jacob? Uh, you can find me via Rolldark, via startplaying.com, and I'm soon to have a uh, my own website coming out under the War Stories name. So, wait and Those see. Those places. He is yes. at War Stories on Twitter, and presumably all of this stuff is linked in his bio. If it isn't, it will be by the time this comes out, because I will mm. nag him. Yeah! <laughs> um. <laughs> there you go. Alternately, if you're me, you can uh, just go to the bedroom across the hall and stand above his bed with a hot cup of coffee, staring at him directly in the eyes. I should probably stop talking. Um... <laughs> Alternatively, you can send Bilbo in. He can just stand on my head to wake me up. Again. <laughs> yeah, he does, he does do that. What a good little cat. He is. Bil- Bilbo's brilliant. Yes, it is a free... Okay, okay. I can, I can confirm <laughs> it is a 322-page rule book. That is a big book. Uh, so, the thing... Okay, the... Uh, so I played the brilliant Zambezi Throbbing, who was. God, I forgot about that. Never prepared for your names. Peter. Can I? Ju- can we just take a, a quick aside and have a moment of appreciation for Peter's names? Mm. <laughs> yes. Though. I think at one point we just need a list of them. We'll just read them out. Yes, indeed. It's yeah. pretty much what I did for um, when we get to Desperados. I was just, just, Peter, just give me a load of names. Yeah. And I yes, you did, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, I, I went to the loo and came back with four names. <laughs> like, all of these will appear. Ooh, where at some did they point. come from? Uh, my brain. Um, the because <laughs> I, I want to quash the idea that they came from anywhere else. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, so I play. So my character Zambezi, uh, Zambezi Throbbing, who was a he was the a, he mundane, was the, the mundane. Which, when you're starting out as a mundane, mm. you basically have the ability of like pushing the plot forward. It's great. You've just got like this micro hmm. Deus Ex Machina button, which you can push whenever you want. But the, the, the issue I have with it is, in improv, one of the rules of improv is you don't ask questions, you make statements. Mm. Yes. Because ask, like, like when, you, like, of, of course, like, scenes will always go to questions. It's not like if you see an improv show and they ask a question, they all go, we've broken one of the rules and immediately faint. Oh. Um, but it That'd puts a lot of pressure on the other person. Because if you're in a scene, or literally, I'm playing a game with Jacob, and I literally have the ability to go, Jacob, you do the heavy lifting. Mm. Yeah, which kind of slows it down quite a lot. Which I was, I wasn't the biggest fan of. I did. I mean, I loved being Zambezi throbbing. I loved being that character alongside like J- uh, Winona and Arissa. 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 Winona and Arissa. Just sort of like we're just gonna go and solve this mystery, and it was fun. It did have the kind of this isn't a slight against your writing, but you know, in the f- first Monster of the Week episodes, it's always like no nobody's at their full power yet. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You just sort of get these these two Dorcases, which is why I think Buffy the Vampire Slayer worked very well because it was just like she is not a Dorcas. She is a she is a very capable woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How and. I didn't quite like poking Jacob going, Jacob, make the story go forward. I, I kind of... I don't know. I quite liked it because certainly, under again, on, on a personal note, one of my things that I struggle with as a GM is that I get sucked into over-long descriptions of things that don't actually matter. Cue the first game that I ever ran for you, Peter. <laughs> oh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Mostly at my expense, but the um, <laughs> it's quite nice that you can you can use the the oops move to stumble across something important. And I did like that though. That's really good because that directs me to make something that's directly relevant. It was a uh, yeah. I I very much enjoyed Monster of the Week. Also, it was quite fun that we were in England, so none of us are just like I'm just going to pull a pistol out of my. Truck. Yes, it was like <laughs> none of you can use any of the equipment because it assumes that you know assault rifles can be bought across the counter. Mm. Yells. Those are my opinions. Yeah, I. No, I, I agree. I, I, I really it. enjoyed it as well. Sorry, Luke. You <laughs> no, go on. please go. Please, please. I, I was just like, I didn't have much to add. I, was just, I also really enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice little universe, a little system. It's my first experience with the system, so it took me a little while to wrap my head around it. Once I did, I was like, this is quite an interesting way to approach it. We've used it again since, and I really liked it. Mm. Um, yeah, it's good fun. Would play again. Yeah, me too. Mm. I would love to revisit it sometime. I, I am um, perfectly yeah. happy to revisit this world because we did it. We basically did an origin story. Yeah. Mm. If yeah. we ever wanted to, I've I said this about Vampire the Masquerade as well. But if we ever wanted to make a campaign out of something, this would be a very good choice. Mm. I would okay. love to really get into Arissa and yeah. get down yeah. deep with her. Um, her uh, her joy junkie ways. Yeah, I would. No. Mm. Um. <laughs> I'd like Zan- it does have the sorry. Go. 
sorry, Jacob. No, I just, I was also just agreeing. Polite. It does have the like, British. like all the characters feel like I, I could have played them for longer. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I could have definitely played Winona Thatcher, mm. being freaking Ghost like catcher. schoolmistress sheet. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I would have loved to explore the. Um, I said this at the beginning. The I checked what it's called now. It's when you are the monstrous, you have a curse, mm. and I chose pure drive joy for Erisas, which comes out as. Uh, joy junkie, as I described it, I would love to explore that. Because joy, joy Um Well, yeah, because every choice she makes, she has to be really careful not to get too happy, otherwise she loses control. Wow, that yeah. is interesting. That, that is, yeah, that that is cool. That feels like like it, like a like a vampire with blood. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's literally when the way it's phrased is whenever you have a chance to indulge that emotion, you must do so immediately or act under pressure to resist. So the way I played it was. <laughs> If she gets too into that emotion, she will kind of start to lose control of herself. That feels like an image comic. I've got to be honest. That yeah, that that feels mm. like yeah, that feels like an image comic. But mm. no, it was a lot of fun. Cool. I, I just want Zambezi to be able to have a job that that is taxable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. I don't think that'll ever happen. No. <laughs> you want to yeah. pay taxes. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good. Good citizens drive. Yeah, is, yeah. no, he, he doesn't want to pay the right amount of taxes. No, just... no, 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 no. He just wants to say that he can, because <laughs> yeah. through his business, he has not been able to. Oh, yeah. I just, I mean, I we could talk forever about Monster of the Week. It is oh. a big game, but it's hella fun. up next what is up next doc um warmer in the oh, I know. warmer in the winter warmer in the winter yes oh. christmas. Christmas. christmas i i always try to say it's a holiday episode but the last two years so the only two years we've done holiday episodes they have been very christmasy we should try to do something that's right next so year christmas we'll do century. something that's not christmasy but is festive in a different way yeah. we'll do that next year um this was so fun. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, this was definitely one going in where I like had not put as much prep in as I normally do. Like with the other, when I'm doing, I tend to like I don't plan too much, but I like to have like quite a lot of NPCs and stuff ready to go. Whereas this one, you might be aware, it's been rather busy couple of months for me. So like, <laughs> I, I had fuck all time to actually prep for this. So I just kind of strung a lot of random ideas together. And so like, but I think it turned out all right. I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah, Matt, do you want to explain why you put? Polly Darton's alter ego into this. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it was. I, I, I can't remember exactly how this started, but it's basically like so. The whole yeah, the whole point of the game is that it's meant to be like a riffing on Hallmark Christmas films yeah. and their kind of ilk, which I personally am not that familiar with. I don't believe I've actually ever seen any. I might have oh, seen one in the past. They're so Very bad. It's amazing. Yeah, although as you'll find out in in the new year, when as you have already found out because this has gone out after this, Hallmark Christmas movies basically all have the same plot. And yes. Matt was completely, completely able to guess and improvise <laughs> an entire Hallmark Christmas plot just off the title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, like, I know them by reputation. But yeah, the mm. reason that Polly Darton ended up in it is that... Was it you, Lukey, who said that, like, Dolly Parton, who is one of my favourite human beings mm-hmm. on planet Earth, uh, has been in a Hallmark I, Christmas I film? I think you found it first, actually. Was it me? I think you did. I mean, I am a pretty big... Dolly Parton fan. I, I, I think uh, saying she was in it is an understatement. I watched it last night. It's called Christmas on the Square. It came out last year. Um, she is it. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she, she was involved in the making of it. It is a wild ride, my friends. It is insane and silly and ridiculous and Christine Baranski is in it. And um, <laughs> Dolly Parton, the last time you see her in the film, she is standing at the front of the church as an angel that only Christine Baranski can see um, with just what? enormous wings and heavenly light falling down uh, upon her. Uh, it's not the last time you see her. It's the second last time I'm going to watch her. this in like three or four days yeah. and I am um, so excited. And it's got such aggressively Christian overtones. Oh, it's not really for me, but that's fine. <laughs> if that's what Dolly wants, that's what Dolly gets. <laughs> um, so we didn't do that, but... <laughs> Yeah, I just yeah I decided to swerve. Not, not being a man of faith myself, I decided to <laughs> swerve that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
yeah so it's <laughs> it's a it's a good bad film <laughs> i did enjoy this game a lot i liked playing um intrude true and then like once again you guys absolutely brought your a game with like with improvising and kind of making the characters your own and kind mm. of riffing with the tone which makes it so easy to to gm Aww. yeah Delta My- Hartley Wofterson being the yeah. centre of uh, <laughs> attention in that one yes. is yeah oh god I'm so and- glad you finally got a love interest yeah. <laughs> yes you've been trying for so My long f- favourite moment was Matt role playing as Clytemnestra being like oh Delta Hartley Wofterson that's an odd name and I was like her name is Clytemnestra Whipperbottom <laughs> she does not have a leg to stand I- on <laughs> I think my favourite moment and th- again like this is genuinely like what you were saying earlier helen about like you absolutely you woke up laughing this was just me thinking about it like a couple of days after was that moment <laughs> when it's like when um jacob your priest is coming by on the sled and you just yell he's coming <laughs> and so like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so like the guy's like right i'm going home and getting my shotgun the end times are coming <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that. Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> just this image of priest going past on a husky sled, just being like, "The end times are here." <laughs> oh, that was that was good. Um, Sorry. Continue. It was an easy system as well. Mm. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like two weeks ago that we played. Yeah, it, it was uh, Power by the Apocalypse again. Should we get Peter's character sheet review? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like that sums it up quite well. So there was a lot of like heartstrings. It was quite bare bones. Like the, it's a very simply made rule book from uh, what I remember. And the character sheet was like, it was quite bare bones. It was like, it's bare bones. It's functional. It's not trying to do anything weird. It's not putting anything in particularly weird places. You've got like enough space to write what characters. And because the important thing about this game was your relations to one another through the heartstring system. Mm. And the thing is, unless you're the beloved, you don't start with any heartstrings. No, you have to build them. Which and oh, wait, you, you... I started with some because I'm nosy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or so, like some people start with a few, but most people don't start with any. Yeah. And considering they're like your your major resource as it was. Mm. Uh, yeah, my my manner is friendship. You know, friendship that is, is manner. It's designed for a longer game. Yeah. It fit. Yeah. But yeah. with this game, it's like. The point with a Hallmark Christmas movie is that they're not that long. So I yeah. feel like it like it takes a like I don't know if you're meant to be more lenient with handing them out. I'm not entirely sure, but I I don't know. However, at the same time, I feel like we played it well. We we did actually yeah. use the heartstrings. Uh, I used them to trip uh <laughs> trip up Luki's character. Oh. Uh, you did. <laughs> And I nearly killed you with the snow studs on my boots. Yeah, snow studs, and it was a uh, yeah, and it and it had that sort of hallmark, the the hallmark tone to it. Do I have anything else? Like my review is, it's very, it's it's friendly. It's not overly complex, mm. and it it is it is simple and functional. And I think if it were any more, it would be confusing. Yes, you definitely need to play it with people who do not take themselves too seriously. Oh, absolutely. Who do not take Hallmark movies too seriously. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't imagine there's anybody that... Yeah, I dread yeah. to meet the person who takes Hallmark Christmas movies seriously. Oh, you yeah. know they exist. I there's know they like exist, and I hope mum. I never meet them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or, or that I only meet them like on the other side of a thick sheet of double glazed glass or something like that. <laughs> they seem like very optimistic, cheerful people. Based on their taste of film. Yeah. Quite a lot of them are filmed in Vancouver. That doesn't surprise me. Because of their regular access to snow. Yep, that Aww, makes sense. I'd love to have regular access to snow. I would not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt is... Speaking as the man sitting on a radiator. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh... <laughs> Matt, you are going to set fire to your trousers. <laughs> it's fine, I'm comfortable. <laughs> He's not wearing any. <laughs> when Matt goes to hell, he'll finally be at a happy temperature. <laughs> All my friends are there. Uh, yes. Uh... Any more for any more? No. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it was simple, like easy to follow. If I'm being picky, I did find like I, it could have been written a little bit clearer mm. if I had Actually, if I had to poke a, a hole. Good, that's a good point. I think like I had like similar sort of things to when we was playing. Um, feathers it was like i think i know what you mean <laughs> but like i feel like you could have made this a bit more explicit and clearer because there was a lot of ones where i'm like that ah, i'm not entirely sure what that means so i was kind of doing what i thought my best interpretation of different moves was that like, wasn't a huge problem and maybe that was by design but i feel like 
this is what you do when someone falls over would have been helpful. <laughs> I think there needed to be a more generic move because we had the issue where we kept saying make a move and then we found out that was deliberately romantic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was, and we like, it was hand just over moving. the shoulder. Yeah, there was, there, there was no equivalent to like act under pressure, which was kind yeah. of the, the monster of the week generic move. Yeah. My one criticism as this is a game system is that it felt like you needed a it felt like it was being written it was very clearly an expansion or an adaptation of uh the apocalypse system. Yeah. But felt like you needed to have mm. the original apocalypse system on hand rather than Monster of the Week, which was its own self contained thing. Yeah. Um mm. like there was reference to conditions in the in the warmer and the winter rules, which we never really sussed out what that was meant to be. I don't think we needed it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were fine. I I, I felt like because we had stats, we could have like oh I roll control or something like this. But then it was like no, it was actually the make and move system. Basically, I'm misremembering yeah. it, and I will continue. Hello. <laughs> and on that note, and that was warmer in the winter. Yep. <laughs> and I will continue. Hello. <laughs> So, fellas, it's time for Iron Sword. Yeah. Which, at Fuck. the time oh, yeah. of recording, this has not come out. They um, don't need to know that. <laughs> just, just, just why, why would... Well, we told them we were doing this before Christmas. I love this game. I really enjoyed um, introducing this. <laughs> and I get, This is a collaborative one. It's designed to be a, a game that you play solo. So the game kind of like runs itself once you start rolling on the inspiration tables that come along with it. Mm. So I was very much kind of guiding the game rather than driving it as the nominal GM. Yeah, like you weren't really running it. You were kind of like managing the rule Ex- book, Exactly. Uh, which we were all playing against. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Less the instructor with the brake pedal, more sort of the instructor with a whole separate maybe car. Yeah. <laughs> it's the instructor with like the how to drive a car book. Yeah, basically. Like on your lap. <laughs> sort of tech support. Um, but yes. The, I'd actually be quite but, worried. Yeah, I, I too uh, really, really enjoyed this. Because mm. uh, I, I, I went in a little bit dubious. Like this is like, I'm kind of... I'm not like I, I like Grimdark to a degree, but I don't normally play it. I kind of I like reading it. I don't really mm. like playing it. I like to kind of joke around when I play. Mm-hmm. So I went in a little bit dubious, thinking this might be a bit like dismal and dour. Mm. But I, I had a great fun time. It was a little dark, but there was still room for levity. Yeah. Mm. I think we struck the balance right. Like it was, it felt true to the game. It wasn't a complete mad romp, yeah. but also like you know there was there were jokes. And I think we got to grips with the system. It was clearly like quite a bleak world to live in, but we managed to have a not completely depressing and down adventure. Yeah, yeah like we succeeded. It was, I liked the world build. I really enjoy, I again, sucker for a game where like you all pool your resources at the start to design what sort of world you want to play in. Mm. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah, because there's a there's a, a list of questions about what various terms mean for the world, which we went through nice and quickly at the beginning. Yeah, it's like, just gives you like the goalposts yeah. basically it's like this is so, like we're, we're always going to be in a vaguely viking iceland inspired fantasy mm. but within that what do you want to do and we kind of hashed it out and it we all kind of agreed yep. and yeah we just had a little adventure it was great fun like what i re- what i really liked um staying on the world building thing is that it solved the problem of the of it helped solve the problem of the players having no basic in character knowledge because you always yeah. get that moment in oh, D&D yeah. games where um, where the DM says, ah, and this is a clue that they belong to this really well-known organization. And the players mm. go, and I'm like, do oh, I yes, know anything about thing. that organization? Tell me about it. Yeah. And the DM says, yes, you do. You're a member of that organization. The player goes, <laughs> oh, fuck, yes, I am. Of course I am. Yeah. I knew that. Next question, yeah. please. Um, <laughs> I will be fielding all information according to this topic yeah. through my manager. <laughs> yes, and the um, and and so having that little questionnaire about okay, why is it called the Ironlands? Well, it's because of these spooky iron pillars, or because the soil is hard as iron, and that establishes that kind of level of common law that all the players are going and their characters are going to have. Which I really liked that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, the yeah, so I was uh, Jolf Cairn. Uh, oh, good. Is... Oh, oh, you're the one of us who can remember their character name. <laughs> I can't remember my character's <laughs> name. Jolf <laughs> uh, Cairn, um, who I was like, all right. I, I looked at the character sheet and I looked through, and the rule book 
has a ta- is it in the rule book that it has all the skills as like little cards uh no that's just an attached pdf that comes along with is it. that an attached okay it's an attached pdf that was really helpful oh though. god that was that was brilliant because you just, you care about like th- three of them and you're you're right okay because you start off with three skills unless you're me and you you ask your brother very very nicely it's like okay i'd, I'd basically like to play a mage character mm. so for my so can i have one can i have two points in one and then just only take two assets yeah and i and i think everybody sort of went all right I was like, okay, I kind of want to play a mage character. I will be honest, whenever I'm doing like a more combat-based, I, I tend to go the very... Uh, I, I run up front and hit things, and then we sort of work out what, what that means later. <laughs> you know, it's a hit first, ask questions later. But I was like, okay, let, let's do a sort of like sighted, slightly mystical person. And it worked really, really well. You didn't have to be just, I'm going to hit things. However, if you did it normally, you wouldn't actually be able to do damage with... Uh, magic skills until you had two points in Lightbearer. That is just a note. But I thought Lightbearer was like a really, really cool skill. Sighted was really, really cool as well. The cards were so well set out. I imagine having them in person would be amazing. Like, like have it having them like physical would be brilliant. I'm just a huge fan <laughs> of everything. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I feel like again, like going back to what I was saying about Golden Sky Stories, that like I'm always a bit wary of a game that has like quite a few rules and like not rules but like quite a lot of different move sets and things to do because i don't really like juggling too much stuff in my head i like to be reactive whereas this though it did do that laid it out in such an easy to use way that it didn't bother me at all i got to grips with it pretty quickly and had no trouble being like oh i've got these four or five different moves i need to use i need to think about the strategy it kind of allowed me to get into the strategy of like how to play the game which i don't normally do because i don't really have the brain space for it Mm. i'm just like which one is jump? <laughs> but like, but yeah, like no, I really, I really enjoyed it, uh, and would absolutely play again. Aww. The one caveat I have, the one cave- your one criticism, my one criticism, is that the okay. So the game's really well laid out, and it has a really good directory of its moves, and you get a whole bunch of attendant PDFs along with the main rulebook. You get, like, a, mm-hmm. a directory of what the various moves are, you get the printout of all the asset cards and all of this, but that ends up, that sometimes end up, especially as, as like the nominal game runner, the nominal person who knows what the fuck's going on, um, hmm. is that you replace the problem of flipping through the rulebook with frantically <laughs> switching between PDFs yeah. to find out exactly what's going on. I remember this when I played it last year. Yeah. Um, and the second issue... It's not really an issue, but it's something that really caught me unawares, both in the game that I ran for Diacast and in the game that I helped run with Lukey just off the cuff last year, was that you're absolutely at the mercy of the story's own pace. It's virtually impossible to railroad this game. And I think that this will come about when we eventually produce the first episode. The first episode is entirely spent in what I had intended to be the opening shot of the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because we go, okay. Let's do a roll. Yes. Let, I was let's, like, let's do a roll. Yeah. Oh no. You guys are on a on a on a boat paddling through the marshes on the way to the village. Let's find out how the journey has been. Peter rolled Rats. to spot something. <laughs> he rolled, and then everything went to shit and proceeded to go to shit for the next hour. And mm. it ends up. But that is the joy of role playing. Yeah, games, but it's Jacob. it's particularly like that is really really prevalent in this game, and mm. it's not something that you have any control over. Yeah, we ac- accidentally created a. Like a time traveling forest. Yeah, that it. was that was that was fun. <laughs> but the but that's something that could, has caught and continues to catch me unawares. And so that's like the only like yellow flag warning that I'd put up for anyone wanting to play this game is that go with the flow. Yeah, go go with the. Don't try and take yeah. control because you will fail. <laughs> um, <laughs> on on character sheets, I think we found a custom one, but there's a form fillable one that I found, which is basically yes. just plays the game by itself. And has encoded. It encodes the D100 tables, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So it oh, that's is. Cool. It is super nice. It is super like friendly. It is. You you uh, include you include your little fangasm over this sheet during the episode material itself. I can remember that much. So. Oh, okay. I I love the sheet. Uh, this uh, is one of my. I, I'm this sorry, is... but it 
we have to have Peter's character sheet review. Mm. In my, my character sheet mm-hmm. review is, if I gave actual ratings, but I would give this the full donuts. This would be... Ooh, the Ooh. full donut. You give, you give this a full Lindisfarne out of pillaging. Yeah, full Lindus. Oh, I <laughs> now, would... it hasn't. It hasn't been given a banana sticker, which is of course the highest honor. Oh, uh, that <laughs> I, I, I hadn't thought of that. Um, it, <laughs> it's so well laid out and made. Like, I think my only complaint really would be like, there's no area to put skills on, but then it can't have everything. So I'm like, that would no. be like a massive stretch goal. But I can't. I can hardly complain at that. It's and uh, admittedly, this one does have like the delve stuff below it. And if yeah. you're not using that, you've basically got basically you've got one page you care about and one page and one page full of meaningless gibberish. But if you do use it, then I bet it helps. I haven't read that bit, so I don't know how useful it is. I really want to try the delve expansion, but yeah. We will put this uh, this character sheet that you found in the uh, in link oh. to it in the episode notes. Oh gosh, or... I'll have to try and find Ironsworn. it. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, that, Podcast responsibly, children. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll find that when I'll find that when the time comes. Yay! Any any final thoughts on Iron Swan? You can suddenly get a mammoth. <laughs> yeah, I uh, when I played it, I had a mammoth. His name was Kevin. Nice. Good name for a mammoth. Uh, no, it was Derek actually, wasn't it? It was Derek the mammoth. I can't. I, re- like, I, can't uh... I can't remember because I got really fed up of trying to pitch the story around that fucking mammoth. Um, oh, I'm sorry <laughs> that you were offended by Derek the Mammoth. <laughs> you shouldn't have let me have him. Um, okay, so next we have Uprising. Peter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I really... Peter just dies. <laughs> yeah. I really didn't enjoy running this game. I was... Because we ran it quite late. I bet the game is really good. And I loved all the system and the tokens. I didn't have the physical tokens, which is something like... Which which is only my fault. Because I did do... I did physical tokens for one of my favourite games, which is Millennial Apartment Hunters. Oh, yes. Because I I didn't make tokens. (laughs) I used Magic the Gathering cards. I should have done something like that for this one, but I was running it and I was like, okay, I need to, you need to do like the journeying there and stuff. I completely paced it wrong. In my head, it was going to be a bit like XCOM, which is one of my favorite games. And the thing about XCOM is the traveling sequence is just you get there. Yeah, you just get there. It's a loading screen and then you're there. I should have done that. I should have gone, you turn up there. I didn't need to have you going through the sewers. I, I... Uh, uh, sewers. There was a lot of explaining because it's it's a world with quite deep lore as well. It is, yeah. And I feel like if I had found a way to try and I I try to digest it as much as possible and give it to you. I didn't enjoy it, but then I feel like that was me not understanding the rules. I do not think this was necessarily the game's fault. As I have said before, I have reading difficulties, so I wanted to lie down in a small ditch after running this oh, game. It didn't come across. <sighs> Yeah, so I I did not get this. No. So I'm sorry you were suffering, but you styled it out well. (laughs) I did enjoy doing a French accent. Always love doing a a French accent. It's good to bust out the old apocalypse. All the accents, they were so bad. terrible, it was wonderful. Speak for yourself. Yeah, we we sounded wonderful. (laughs) I felt like it didn't quite jibe with me. Like, I liked the setting. I just felt like uh, I, I wasn't quite in it. And I don't know if that was... The, the way the mechanics work or just where my head was at the moment so I don't actually remember a lot of it I was <laughs> kind of out of it a bit so this is one of those games we would have benefited from a lot more if we'd been able to do it long form yeah I was gonna say exactly the same I was just starting to get into it and then it finished yeah like because I was like I think as we was just saying like, I struggle a bit with some of the like the ones where you're meant to take it a bit more seriously like I was like I was kind of torn between trying to make gags but also trying to kind of riff with the style and try and be mm. kind of true to that and give it a good go and I wasn't really sure where to find the balance and just as I was starting to find it, we got to the end. Like so We didn't get an opportunity to really explore. Like, we had secrets yeah. or secret missions. You know, Matt was a traitor and he said that in sort of one line at the end. I was trying to sniff out traitors and I said that in one line at the end. Yeah. It was one of those where I think in hindsight we should have absolutely done it like more like mm. Vampire the Masquerade. I'm not suggesting mm. we killed Peter by doing this. But I mean like, <laughs> but I mean, like and then Peter would have been crying softly. Yeah. Like, 
I also think it might be a game that benefits more from smaller parties. Mm. Yeah. Because I felt like because you have, what is it, three types of characters or four? So we had like a lot of us had the same character basically. Yeah. Uh, which is like yeah, different had, names and different yeah, secrets. So it, it felt two a bit like overcrowded. Two, yeah. Yeah. Whatever we were. Yeah. Because there were six classes. No. Nine. No nine classes. Oh, because I think there was enough for us to have. We one just each, all insisted but... on doubling up. Yeah. We're dumb. <laughs> we're so dumb. Uh, I mean, that's doesn't that say something that some are like okay, slightly more interesting than the rest. Yeah. Because it's a bit like the Divergent problem. For those who know Divergent, it's like, okay, there are five social classes and three of them are nerds, one of them is farmers and the other one is ninjas. And then they go to teenagers. By the way, what would you like to be for the rest of your life? Who isn't picking ninja? Amity, (laughs) abnegation. uh... Erudite. Erudite. Candor and Dawnless. Veronica Roth does not deserve your brain space. Tentatively moving back to the subject... (laughs) Jacob, how could you? Yeah, uh, it feels like Uprising had a lot of potential that we didn't explore. And a lot of that was bound up into the campaign tier stuff, like the consequences of your your missions and and the blowback Blowback. and stuff like this. I didn't fully understand how to use blowback and stuff like that. Because I had the good friend tokens of your mistakes. That was, and I couldn't. Sorry, use, that was what I decided to name them, and and they they they, they didn't appear because I was just like, I, like I was too just too busy just trying to juggle us going yeah. nuts. Mm. But we do do nuts. That was. It's like I thrive in chaos. I don't thrive in chaos with rules. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. That's yeah, like fair. definitely being a player or a GM, I need I, I need in the space of like five seconds. I feel like maybe you're the same. I need like someone does something, and I'm like, right, I know the funniest or the most effective plot point that I can do right now yeah. as yeah. a consequence of that. Yeah, yeah. I need to be able to make it work rules wise within five seconds or less, mm. or my roleplay just goes bananas, yeah. and I'm like, I got nothing. Like. So, which is why I think I struggle with games that have more rules. It's like, if someone's fallen over, and I know exactly what needs to happen right now for maximum effect, and I can't make that work mechanically, that's a massive problem. Yeah. Yeah, I, def- I absolutely agree with that, yeah. Definitely, like, want to give the Fate system another try, in general oh, terms. Yeah. Oh, I love... Big fan of the Fate system. Love I... the way it works. The Fate's really cool, and, and it gives you so much control. Because mm. it, it's... It is one for the true like improviser, I would say. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm gonna, that's where I'm going to stop talking for a bit. You should have just had a haunted house. You should have just had a haunted house, man. Haunted warehouse. You can't think of anything else. Yeah. <laughs> haunted warehouse. Where it's All a right. warehouse. Hey. Where? So, oh we have any final thoughts for Uprising? Um. Fewer no. people, longer game. Yeah. Well, my thoughts are similar to everyone else's. Yeah. Uh, I'm just quickly look. I'm I'm waiting for the character sheet to load. Uh, oh yeah, Peter's uh, character I'm, sheet review. I'm trying Peter's to look up my. Fa- oh yeah, review. the malcontent <laughs> art. Oh god, yes. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh, poor guy. Poor His guy. Face. He, he I need has. To look at it now. He has quite the face. Uh, it's on. It's on page two eighty eight. The art in this book is really, really good. It's very. Oh, what's the card game that Jacob, you and I play? Oh, Netrunner. Netrunner. It's very Netrunner. I think it's the same company. I think it's fantasy. Is it the same company? It's like Fantasy Flight. Fantasy Flight. Yeah. Is it Fantasy Flight? Oh, nice. Um, yeah. That. It's a small world after all. Especially in and the RPG art. world. It's a small world. Yeah, and and yeah. the art is their face is brilliant. I quite like the. There isn't quite enough space for writing enough stuff, if I'm honest. Although I think these are custom. I did like how you came with sort of partially pre-made, um, character sheets. Yeah. Yeah, those those yeah those were nice. But the the only thing I can see is on the aspects you don't get. Oh, it's meant to be a, a one word or phrase, but it doesn't look big enough to write. Yeah, you just sorry. you found the malcontent's face. <laughs> Why is that happening to him? He looks nothing like any of the other characters. <laughs> I do wonder if that was a different artist. <laughs> Or, or quite frankly, what what might have happened is they either ran out of time or the artist wasn't given uh, enough feedback. So they're just okay. I've done this, and, and then there's some art, somebody's like, "Yep, send it," and it's like, "I hadn't finished." <laughs> <There's>... He looks, <sighs> he looks like a Pokemon gym leader. <laughs> <laughs> 
but that face sticks with me. But yeah. uh, however, however me. somebody who loves digital art and know that art is hard uh, because I can't do it. Uh, the, the art in this book is, is is a gorgeous book. It is really good. Also, the the interconnecting, like the fluff story that runs through the the rules. Oh, yeah. That's actually a really good story. And it really, really caught me mm. because it's about a resistance cell going to shit and, and collapsing in a mess of lies and paranoia. A happy story for Jacob. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly my shit. Desperados. Yeah. Okay. Desperados. Oh, Matt. Oh, Matt. <laughs> oh, Matt. Oh, Matt. You've oh, Matt. done okay. done it again. <laughs> All right. Okay. The first the first thing I'll say, like like hand up, is like definitely this one. Like we took some liberties with the rules, <laughs> and this like, is again like when <laughs> don't we? Let's be honest. True. But I get like for the reasons that we was just speaking about in Uprising, I feel like if I'm gonna play a game i kind of need i need it to kind of work for me especially if i'm gming i kind of yeah. need it to be fast and snappy and reactive and i don't need to be thinking about oh does this quite work and what mechanic would we use for this when there's a train about to go off the rails you know yeah. like, <laughs> like it needs to be now so like definitely like you're meant to play this in person and so we had to adapt it for that we definitely took liberties with the way gunfights work to make them just frankly simpler mm. and stripped out some of that so i would say it's like not the fairest of playthroughs for anyone who wants to do it purely but uh, i think we got the spirit of it across which i think is the yeah. important thing Oh, and we so tried to incorporate fun. the unique elements, like the dueling we got in and yeah. like the way kind of gunfighting works. We tried to kind of riff with that. But yeah, at the end of the day, this was just a very, very thinly veiled scaffold. It was the simplest Western game I could find because I wanted to do a Western, mm. really. Like... <laughs> the simplest scaffold and oh, what a house you built. Mm-hmm. It was... well, it w- I get once again, you, like, you guys are very easy to, to GM. Like, like, it's <laughs> fun. It was a very, I mean, it was an easy setting. Yeah, like like Kaiju Girls, it's a genre piece. I love GMing genre pieces. Yeah. And it was just like, let's hit as many of the tropes of the genre as we can in a genial and friendly manner. <laughs> and uh, that's what you guys did. Good work. Success. Go team. I don't, yeah, I don't even have much to say about it. I just had a lot of fun. It was, you know, it wasn't difficult to play. It was kind of instinctive. And, and yeah, just had good fun. Mm. It was a uh, times, guys. Yeah, the the like the, like the gunslinging mechanics were really really cool. I really liked yeah. that. I really liked the dueling mechanic. That was good fun. Yeah, that's mm. the one like bona fide thing from the rulebook that like I was really keen to get in. So I'm glad you guys kind of found ways to do it because that is really interesting. It's simple, like it's not world breaking, but it does mirror like the strategy and the tactics of how it works. Not in real life, but in like in mm. Hollywood films. Yeah. yeah, and so it, like it works really nicely. I was concerned when we started playing because we sort of had our first beginning intro, um, and it was you know quite closely based around we're going to go and guard a train, and I was just like, well, I've made myself this doctor. <laughs> um, how's this gonna fit in? But then yeah, I fitted in. So thanks, Matt. Ten yeah. out of ten GMing. She was yeah. integral oh, to you're the welcome. plot. You don't have to play a combat character. Um, I, lo- I loved on combat characters they're great oh, fun because yeah, then fun. like you throw all the charisma stuff at them and like all of the kind of the talking stuff is the fun bit yeah. for me like yeah no. this one sounded really uh, fun i'm sad i didn't get to finish it because as you might have noticed i started okay. it and then had to drop out due to brain noise and mm. busyness so but yeah no this sounded like a really good good time and the beginning was quite fun i did make my character quite last minute though so but mm. that was a symptom of the me not the game <laughs> that's okay there'll be other chances i'm sure yeah it was it was a lot of fun. As I've said in the intro, I got to play Stickertoff and Nelson. Stickertoff and Nelson. And we had such an uh, enjoyable voice. Uh, very yeah. like everybody did a cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite things about it. Just like in the way the dice rolled, mm. was it like everyone kind of got their hero moment? Like mm. all of the characters yeah. got a moment where I'm like, you are the you are the Don. Like <laughs> yeah, buddy. Which is like how it how you want it to work in any good game is that everyone gets their little hero moment. Yeah, everybody Aww. is the coolest person. I brought people yeah. back from the dead. Yes, <laughs> you, did. you literally did. With homeopathy, I shot a man. With homeopathy, <laughs> <Just> shot <him. laughs> 
The power of this bullet has the power of 500 other bullets. My horse might be immortal. Uh, uh, character sheet-wise, simple, effective. It's the only clean. thing I can really say. Like it's it's. It's got about enough space, you know. Yeah, it's got enough. It's got enough space to sort of write everything down. Uh, nice, readable. I mean, actually, that's quite a low bar, but there are some places that don't. Uh, I did a I did a literature degree, and as my other friends here who have done very literature degrees, people who write in su- below size twelve font uh, have a very special place in whatever hell they believe in. <laughs> <laughs> my bad yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. The special uh, yeah. It's, it's just a lot of books like you'll get a book that's like published in 1950 you'll open it and the size uh, and, the, and the font size is like eight eight point nothing and you're just like i hurt like every bible ever made yeah yep. i'm i don't want to try and condemn whoever writes bibles to 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 hell i'm not condemning the writers of bibles i'm condemning the publishers of bibles <laughs> do we want to concern do we want to talk about the thing that we skipped over did we talk about it in the episode i can't quite remember we did briefly mention it so there is a class that is voodoo practitioner yeah which is the magic in the mm. game yeah and I'm I'm all for folklore. I'm all for folkloric magic. But when you specifically say it's voodoo, mm. I have a problem. Because which and is then a... you have a picture of a Native American. Yeah, yeah it felt it... like a really weird choice for the genre because voodoo is is yeah. an import from West African Haiti. cultures. Uh, is it? Yeah, it, it, Haiti. Uh, yeah, well, ha- Haiti is certainly a place where uh, voodoo because voodoo is a religion. Yeah. This is yep. precisely yes. the reason we didn't include it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like having like Catholic practitioner. Yeah. <laughs> like... yeah. Yeah. I think it was kind of frustrating to me. And like personally, I'm kind of like I'm kind of glad we didn't on like have a magic class just because I think it allowed us to lean more into the skid of yeah. like traditional yeah. westerns. Mm. If we'd have had a magic user, it would have been fun, but it would have been different. Mm. But yeah, I just, that it felt like just needlessly obviously it's like slightly um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tasteless. Like, yeah, yeah, tasteless. <laughs> I'll go for yeah, tasteless. But also, I f- it also felt limited. Mm. It's like it felt like they were trying so hard not to do Native American shaman magic that they just yeah. picked another thing that was equally tasteless. Yeah, like, again, <laughs> I, 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 what, I wouldn't like... play a Native American shaman yeah. either. Mm. Because... And they were trying so hard not to do that that they just ended up doing. Whereas, like, cl- clearly, what they're fishing for is like a magic class that can be yeah. whatever background you want to play. But like... you could just have like the local. Wise woman who gives the girls abortions. Like, you well, that's what have, I mean. You like... could, you, yeah, you don't have to be as because all the others are like you're a trapper. It doesn't matter if you're from England or America or China yeah. or Mars or like in fact Native American. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You can play whatever kind of background you want. Whereas the voodoo one, it felt really prescriptive. Where it's like yeah. if you said magic, you can absolutely play a voodoo practitioner if you feel that you're comfortable with that. But you could also play a, a folk music, like a folk person from Europe, or like a rattlesnake charmer or whatever the fuck you want like yeah, yeah. it felt weirdly specific and, and also the fact that in a game about a western choosing voodoo it almost like feels like you're not choosing to tackle the you're not trying to ta- mm. tackle or tackle and or just understand native american culture culture yeah. and and in in an information age i mean there are websites you can go to now that look where you can look up this this is for both america and canada i do not know the name of it off the top of my head in america and canada and america you can find the land of which which first nations people i was about to say your building is built so that's because it's a there's a couple of podcast studios that do it they're like we we are built yeah. on the um the xyz um hmm. uh people Interesting. Um, XYZ. XYZ. XYZ, I apologize. We're in Britain, damn it. (laughs) Even if Um, they are in America. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, that felt odd. However, actually, no, I'm just going to say that felt odd and I will cut myself there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I suppose it's just a a brief tangent, but I suppose that that was an interesting point that we did chat. I can't remember. I don't know if it'll make the edit, Mm. but we did chat about that Mm. before Desperado. It did just feel so out of step with the rest of the game, though, because the rest of the game... Wasn't shitting around yes. with any of that. The rest of the game was very, you know, spaghetti western and mm. yeah. not yeah. based in reality in any way. Mm. I would never have associated like voodoo priest with westerns either. With westerns, no. One thing I will say, just really, really quickly, just because we did chat about it, I don't think it'll make the edit. It's just interesting that like most of the games we play, like this has never been something that we've raised. Whereas like even though we were kind of nominally doing like Hollywood fantasy westerns. Mm. This is the first time I can think of where we'd kind of had to have the chat. Right, right. this is an actual historical period mm. that was pretty nasty for quite a lot people. of people. Yep. 
Like it was something that we didn't. Re- inter- I just think it's interesting. We didn't have that conversation with Yar, for example. Even though, yeah, that would have also been like there is that that context to kind of piracy, but it's just not something that we discussed. And I guess that's just because we're clearly in fantasy land. Mm. Whereas this, like, just felt a little bit more recent with Yar because we had a mer person and stuff like this. There was yeah. clearly that fantasy break there yeah but we kind of we're never going to mention the atlantic slave trade it's just not in the same I universe i also mm. think yeah. to an extent the fact that it had voodoo practitioner yeah, that kind of like threw it into relief that... yeah. yeah 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 that's true mm. yeah it would be as as lukey said having catholic wizard it, it, yeah. it would be like hang Je- on second, this having is, this... jesuit as a class or something like that yeah yeah mm. too real yeah yeah or like rabbi who summons a golem like mm. okay um <laughs> Golem, fun sorry. as that sounds i don't know if i'm really qualified to do that mm. no, uh, no, there was a girl at my creative yeah. writing course who did that but then she was jewish uh, yeah, so yeah there we go qualified. that's the difference yeah yep. so she, <laughs> she was specifically writing jewish fantasy and she was very good at it she was yeah. would not write it would read it yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. closing yeah. thoughts yeah sorry that was a massive tangent was very fun <laughs> yes <laughs> was fun was fun i feel like we, we we got a good portion of the game's potential out yeah yeah like my only regret is that i couldn't quite manage to shoehorn in a minecart chase i managed to get all the other stereotypes in <laughs> oh damn we didn't quite make it did we mm. i did you'd go have gone into, into the, mine. the mines yeah if you'd have gone into the mine i did i, I could have like, it wasn't for on like plan. two seconds it wasn't it wasn't you arrested me yeah like i was gonna if you guys immediately were like let's investigate the mine i probably would have sent you on a minecart train but just one of you i was like well i'm not gonna send dr charlotte Anne off like, well, on a roller coaster and take her away from the action <laughs> she never right. bothered coming back you realize that she'd have found some <laughs> rattlesnakes and be like okay i'll take a different route home <laughs> I'm, exactly. I'm having too much fun here there's too much silver dust yay let's go <laughs> yay but yeah there we go desperados Fantastic. desperados So this is, I guess, the end of season two. Season three. Season three. Well, we've been calling it season two, and I don't want to confuse. But we had a review <laughs> halfway through. Yeah, this well, is the third. Well, that was a mid-season third, review. It's third <laughs> review. Third <laughs> review, but second season. From now on, it's going to be big, big watch of. It's about six months, wasn't it? That we this yeah. this yeah. watch. Mm. So it's going to be about a six-month season. It'll be a bit fluid. We're not very good at organising. <laughs> Some of us are works. starting new jobs and things like that. Some of us are doing yeah. PhDs. Some of us keep travelling to LA. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the only place they have minecarts still. Fucking Thunder Mountain. Matt's got bored of Minecraft. He's trying to find real ones. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we will be taking a hiatus before season three starts. And then we will hopefully be back for you with some wonderful new games. We are going to We're going to sort of experiment with having fewer people in each game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily yeah. having full cast games, maybe doing some slightly longer games, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah, sure, sure. I, yeah. I think that's worked well in the past. So yeah, I yeah see why fun. not? Like, so long as it's not entirely long games, yeah. I don't see the harm at all. So you might see us experimenting a bit more. However, one thing that you won't be hearing is me. Yes, indeed. Oh. I will be taking a step back because I have other life things. Yes, that makes sense. The spoons are low. But mm. Helen, as always, you are always welcome to come back and to pop in for guest visits if you really want to play a game. I and mean, we've just established just you can't even get through the intro without me, so honestly, I'm a bit concerned. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we'll very... have to learn to fly on our own now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Cut the apron strings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you will you're be sorely missed. Uh, yes. Should we do like we should do like a best of Helen? Best uh, of Helen. <laughs> well, I came in specifically to be the newbie who's never played any games, and this is no longer the case. Mm. <gasps> no, to... You've experienced. <laughs> you're going to go out into the world. Yes. You take you away your that as a character arc. Yeah. Nice. Oh my word. Like, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I right. shall send you some desserts. <laughs> because Aww. that 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 is a long standing tradition, but I'll need to know when you're in and that's something to discuss in a private chat. <laughs> Context for everyone, because poor Peter has turned around some of our tightest edits on the shortest yep. notice while being a tiny tiny egg, he has been sent waffles. I'm yes, I'm not has. a I'm not a tiny egg. I'm the tallest in this podcast. He's such a tiny little baby. He's such a long egg. He's such a long egg. 
for a long, long egg. How long you still an egg? For breakfast, for breakfast, Jeremiah, would you like one of your long eggs? Oh, yes, that would be wonderful. <laughs> Put it on All my right. short toast. <laughs> and on that note... Thank you for listening to Diacast. If you'd like to keep up to date with episodes and announcements, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Diacast and on Instagram at DiacastPod. And subscribe to us on your favourite podcatcher. And hey, if you enjoyed listening to us, maybe consider giving us a rating or review, or sharing us with a friend. We'd really love that. You can now support us on Patreon, and we would absolutely love it if you'd consider giving us just a few pounds a month. Go to patreon.com slash diacast to check out the tiers and rewards available. Diacast is Lukey Slim, Matt George Lovett, Jacob War, Helen, Peter Wellman and H. Folkmans. Our logo and banner art are by H. Folkmans. The Diacast theme is composed and performed by Matt George Lovett, and all other theme tunes used in this episode are credited in the show notes. This episode was edited by Lukey Slim. All games discussed in this episode can be found listed and linked in the show notes. And at least for this week, that's how the die are cast.